0: guys, welcome to episode 48 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief at
1: Fanbolt. My name is Jekai Mickelson. Oh, wait, yeah, I don't, what's the order? What order do we go in now, you guys? I'll just go, just just out of habit. Uh, I'm Jekai Mickelson, independent graphic artist, graph, wow, see, now I'm, I'm befuddled. Off I'm to befuddled. a great start. Yeah, yeah, but I think we should keep it going. I'm yeah. Jakai Mickelson, I have a cold, and uh, I'm also here with other people. I am Matt Rodriguez, owner and chief editor of
2: ShakeFire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney, uh, last one to LeadTheTheater.com
3: to and ATLCW.TV. And last one to introduce himself. And the last one to introduce himself. Seems appropriate. Boom. <laughs>
0: Um, well, we have some cool things to talk about this week, and uh, a number of film reviews to to go through. But I wanted to start with a party that all of us, except for Jakai, were at on um, Friday Jakai. night for the Atlanta. I know, I was, right? I
1: was, I was, I was not invited. Now it's weird. <laughs> now it's weird and uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: Well, it was with the Atlanta Film Festival, and it was kind of a preview party. So, of course, we all got invited as a guest of our media guest, and it was a pretty awesome, pretty awesome event. That was my first time going, but I think both Mike and Matt have been in previous
3: no, years. No,
2: actually, this is my first time going as well. I'd been yep. invited, but hadn't been able to go.
3: Uh, this is my third time going. Yeah.
0: Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Um but it was a lot of fun. We got to dress up and eat some food and uh drink some alcoholic lemonade beverages and, <laughs> and <laughs>
2: attempt to start a dance dance party. <laughs>
0: I tried. I tried. I tried to hijack a Spotify account uh, that I found on a computer behind a curtain. And uh, then Savannah, my friend Savannah and I tried to start a dance party and no one joined. So that was a thing that happened. I blame it on the music.
2: (laughs) It just wasn't a good music selection.
0: It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a good and it wasn't connected to the internet. So I couldn't add more songs other than what we had there. So
2: you're leaving out one thing.
3: We also got what? to see a bunch of trailers for movies that are going to be at the Atlanta Film Festival. Yep.
0: We did. I was getting there. <laughs> I <see> your, I <laughs> just thought the dance party I was see more your
2: priorities. Fun. <laughs> That's it. All we did was just drink and eat, and nothing else happened. <laughs> yeah. And not have a dance
1: party. Sounds fun. And not yeah. have a
0: dance party. <laughs> but it was a fun event, and um, I guess it was kind of a uh, film-heavy weekend. Of course, that led into Sunday night's oscars which were a thing that happened and uh (laughs) we were all together for that and that was a pretty awkward event
2: at the end at the end at least
0: at the end it was
2: going up perfectly (laughs) and then best picture comes along and everything just falls apart (laughs)
0: It's funny because we had a a contest um, with everyone that that came over. And, you know, uh, first place, the person that got the most right won a prize, which, of course, was Mike. No one's surprised by that. Thank you. And um, last place was our friend Katie. And we were kind of going through the prizes when uh, they announced the mix-up. And it was kind of uh, just a really... Shocking. Really awkward moment. I don't even know else how to describe it. Um it was. Other than that though, I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a fantastic job hosting and it was one of the uh the funnier and more entertaining Oscars that I think we've had in a while. It's just the end. I still just don't even understand how that happens, and I don't understand how like Warren Beatty wasn't like, I think I have the wrong well, I mean, card, guys. Was like, <laughs> like that.
2: That's why it took him so long before he gave Faye the card. And right. then she just blurted out the winner or what she thought was the winner. Yeah. She saw La La Land. And it's like, oh, La La Land must be the winner. I'm going to say it. Like,
0: I like how Warren Beatty is getting yeah. like all the grief for that, though. And it's like, hey, yeah. that totally well, you know, announced she, it. She like immediately
2: left the stage right after that. He
1: still hung around for a bit. She did. Then she was just gone. So I would I would actually argue that that weird twist ending made it the best Oscars ever. Like, because up to that point, it was going smoothly. And then all of a sudden, it is the most shocked I've ever been watching the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Like, and then watching the shock of everybody that was in the crowd being like, what is happening? It's the best Oscars ever. I'm just (laughs) going to say it.
3: (laughs) What I love is um, the the picture of the crowd where you see Ben Affleck looking over Matt Damon to see if Matt Damon is has done a punk with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what? I honestly thought that would have been the best way for them to handle it for Jimmy Kimmel to like come up and blame it all on Matt Damon. It would have been <laughs> well, perfect. That's, that's what but, I'm actually um... most
2: disappointed about because like if you saw Jimmy Kimmel explain on his talk show like what all went down like the next day I think it was. He said like, "Oh, he was sitting in the audience with Matt Damon and they were actually going to end the Oscars show with him once again poking fun at Matt Damon." But then the whole fiasco happened. And that just all went out the window. So I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to see that
1: final hit on Mac Damon. I know. I would have liked to have known what the exchange was. Okay, listen, we were going to do the bit, but I have to go save the Oscars. Matt, you sit here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well Kimmel even said he was waiting for, he was like, you know the host
3: of the Oscars should go out and explain it, and then he realized he was the host, and he had to go up
1: on stage. No, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I think it's like a, its ultimate uh, twist ending, you yeah. know? Well, did you see what uh, M. Night Shyamalan tweeted? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Yes. Very, uh, very modest of him. <laughs> uh. But yeah, no.
0: uh, well, what a night! Speaking speaking of the Oscars and movies, uh, let's talk about the box office report from last weekend. Uh, Get Out came in first, not a big surprise. Ooh. I don't think to anyone because um, it's still is it still holding on to that hundred percent? No, no, tomatoes? it's actually
2: dipped to ninety nine. There's been one uh, one reviewer, one <laughs> reviewer gave it a bad review because I think embarrassing. Last I checked, which was Monday it was at a hundred percent it had like 140 reviews and so like which is unheard of for any film nowadays so yeah yeah. one person had to come and ruin it i
0: feel i feel like in that case you're just doing it for attention like you're like well i'm going to be the one like negative review so people come and read the article which which is crappy
2: but i mean
1: (laughs) it doesn't take away anything it's unfair it's still a
2: fantastic film (laughs)
1: So let me ask you a question. It's it's a great film. It's obviously being well received. Is this like a like award season? Is it a movie that's going to be thought about or just purely entertaining?
3: I don't think it's I don't think it's Oscar worthy. And the it, it the only thing that's really groundbreaking in it is that it keeps on. Um, you you think it's going to go one way and it zigs to another another place. Yeah. Um and so it's very hard to figure out which which is really cool that they're. Basically, some things you don't find out till near the end of the film. So it's more of a, a horror suspense genre. It's really good for that genre, but as far as Academy Award winner, I don't think it's it's anywhere near that that quality.
2: Yeah. And horror, yeah. just in general, has a hard time when it comes to award season two. So right,
1: right. That's we'll what's curious. But a hundred percent, you know, yeah. that's a difficult no, yeah. thing to ignore. You know, right? I mean, but
3: it's it's getting that because of the fact that it is such a different film. It's also from a filmmaker that hasn't made a feature before. Um, and so that's always a, a big deal So if they're, they're coming out of the box blazing, um, that's, that's really an amazing feat right there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about that film last week, uh, because I think only Matt yeah. had seen it, but, I would like to to do an official Atlas review on it when we get to our film section, just because it's, it has gotten so much hype and I feel like I need to see it now. So I still haven't seen Split, mm. by the way, which, and r- remarkably, it has not been wow. ruined for me yet.
2: Go see Split before it does.
0: So, right? It, uh, go see Split before it splits from theaters. Uh, it came in ninth this week. <laughs> Um, ahead of Lion, La La Land in an eight, Hidden Figures in at seven, Fist Fight in at six, Fifty Shades Darker at five, The Great Wall, uh, still not doing well at four, and of course, John Wick, uh, in third, and Lego Batman holding on to second from last week. So.
2: Solid, solid lineup. Or was it?
0: It was in first last week. Yeah. We had all predicted that
2: Lego Batman would take the number one spot last week, but get out.
0: Right.
1: Uh, well, Rock Dog you know, I don't see Rock Dog.
0: It's not on the list. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> what I was like. Rock Dog's not oh, on here man. at all. Man. Well, that's it's not even in the top ten. I don't have anything beyond the top ten in front of me. Yeah. So, it you did not did do not. well.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but let's let's talk about Get Out um, and and run through an official Atlas review of it. Uh, do you guys want to kind of give a little bit of a description about what it's about?
2: Yeah. So basically, it's. This guy, Chris, he's black, and he's dating a white woman. And so he's going to her parents' house for the first time, and he asks her, oh, do they know I'm black? And she's like, no, no, but it's okay. You know, they're all fine. And so it's basically him getting introduced to the family. That's tense enough. And then it's this horror film that kind of subverts into... Things aren't quite what they seem, and basically, this family is kind of doing something. It's basically they're capturing black people and, and don't hypnotizing give, don't, don't,
3: them. And, eh, don't give it away too much. Don't give it away too much.
2: Okay. Yeah, but I,
3: I, I, one of the interesting things about this film is that it's got it. You know, it's um, got a lot of comedy. Now, no, it's not like a comedy, but it's got a lot of comedic bits in it. Um, there's a running gag about how, um, uh, the parents of her parents would, uh, vote for Obama a third time. And this keeps coming up just to prove that they, they are liberal and they're okay with him being black. Um, but at the same time, they're basically living on a southern mansion with black servants, um, and, all their almost all their friends are white Anglo Saxons, uh, you know, very uh, country club proper, um, and he keeps on being confronted with the fact that the the daughter sees her parents as being very liberal and very, very normal, and he see, keeps seeing the op- basically the opposite, and keeps getting into very uncomfortable situations. Um, and that's one of the unique things about this movie is that it's got a lot of to deal with race relations, um, and it was very interesting because we saw it with a very um, diverse crowd, um, and it was it was fun to see the audience react to different things and different people reacting to the, to to
1: this this aspect. Cool,
0: um, Jakai, do you want to run them through the? the I suppose I could.
1: Here? I suppose I could do it, unless you would like to do it. It's okay. all you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so let's uh, let's jump right out the gate. Boredom factor one to five. Five. I was super bored. How bored were you? I would say
2: one. I was not bored at all. It's a very tense movie. Yeah, it
3: it in like I said, it's also got these comedic uh, aspects to it. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of comedy, but there is some comic relief, is the best way I can put it, so to to bring the tension down a little bit. Um, and there, there is one character that is his best friend That's they keep going back to that's also kind of the comedic
1: element in the film. But, uh, yeah, I'd give it a one. Uh, that's a good score. Now, just so you know, Emma will often give something a zero if it is so not boring it I doesn't will. even have a value. So <laughs> she's made our, <laughs> our five-number five <laughs> scale, a six-number <laughs> scale. So I'm just throwing it out there for future reference. I'll all all right. stick with I'll stick with zeros the Zeros
0: count. Zeros count yes. as a number. Yes. <laughs> like zeros are Here still zero numbers. Has a
1: lot of value, you guys. Uh, okay, so <laughs> from an eye-rolling perspective, five being my eyes are rolling out of my head, uh, how, how, how are your eyes doing?
3: That's kind
2: of...
1: I would probably say another one.
3: I would give it a two in that the, the, the guy that's the, the comedic relief... Was a little bit over the top on um, how he played some things. Um, um, they went when he's on screen, almost always they're going for the comedy bit, um, and he was just a little over the top occasionally for my taste. But as far as all the other stuff that happens, he's mostly in this in the other in the city that everybody lives in, and they're out in the country. And so anytime they go back to the comedic base guy, he's in, still in the city. So it doesn't. So as far as the the suspense and everything it's definitely a one, um, but I just give, would give it a two
1: because of the that that single character was very clearly there to play a role, yes. and yeah. it, she never surprised you. Got it. Yep. Um. So so what was the uh, what was the best thing? I mean, who had the best performance in the film? I would
2: say. Um, okay, what's his name? Uh, David. I don't want to butcher. I don't want to pull an Emma and butcher his name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that's pulling an Emma now. It's appropriate.
2: Yeah, but um, the main guy who plays Chris, um, David Kaluuya, that's his name. You know, um, he was in uh, what was it, Black Mirror? He's been in an episode of Black Mirror. Um, but yeah, no, he just gives a phenomenal performance. Like, there's a lot of close up. Shots on people's faces And you can like See the terror In their eyes So And he does that Really really well By, by the way His first name is Daniel not David Daniel Ah <laughs> I ruined it Oh
0: you did Pull <laughs> no. <it in> a... <laughs> Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: That's even worse Because normally I just mispronounce it I, But I get the name Like you know Unless it's Milana Or, Moana <laughs> yeah. or Milana Or whatever Then you mess it up Like
2: three four times <laughs> Ah no. I, I really <laughs> like I really
3: like Bradley Whitford because it w- he. Uh, I thought he played his part perfectly um, and kept us guessing for quite a bit uh, during the film. Um, and he at first you think he's just a little over, um, over anxious to to act cool in front uh, in front of, of of the new guy, um, and then we under- get to understand why he's acting that way. So I really like Bradley Whitford.
1: Uh, I've, I love that guy ever since uh, Billy Madison. That's right. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, haunted Cabin or Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the right? Woods, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was also a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, there, this was not filmed in Georgia, so there's was no Georgia recognition factor. No. Nope. So, I suppose the moment of truth is, scale A to Atlas, what do we got? I would give it a full Atlas. That'll be my
2: my first full Atlas. Your
1: first full Atlas. That's yep. very exciting.
2: It is, it is a fantastic
1: I, uh, film.
3: On my website, I said I would pay to see it again, which is um, my highest ranking. Um, it, it's just it, it really is a well-done film. Um, it's got um, a little bit of, and uh, you can tell that um, uh, the director, um, what's his Jordan name? Jordan Peele. Yeah, right? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Um, it just loves horror films because he's got some aspects from a bunch of different films. Um, in it, where where I just thought it was brilliantly done. And you could tell that he really loves horror films and
1: loves suspense. Well, uh, even on Key and Peele, one of the things that always impressed me about that show was was how good the production quality was they mm-hmm. they whatever they would do like oh uh, here's a bit that's going to be about gangster rap or music videos or whatever it would feel authentically like that here's a bit that feels like a horror film it would feel authentically like that i was always impressed by that so again when i saw his name attached to this at first i was like any second the gag is coming and then it never came so the whole time it's like holy crap this is actually a true True horror film from him, so I'm I'm excited for him, and I'm excited that he gets to show he he's got that kind of range. You yeah. have masterfully avoided giving your Atlas score, though, Mike.
3: Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I would give it an Atlas. So
1: oh, geez, double Atlas—that's Atlas. that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. It <laughs> yeah. is a big you deal. Just coming on and making history like all over the place. That's <laughs> that's that's two <laughs> Atlas scores, by the way. Neither of you, neither of them, used a zero, Emma. Neither from just zero. I know yeah, that was before we knew the zero. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <It's>
0: like, <laughs> they know yeah. of it now.
2: Can we use a six on the opposite scale? Opposite no, scale? If it's just
1: no, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Emma's the only one that tweaks it. She also she also does halves. Yeah, a I was lot. gonna say, what about yeah. decimal points? I do. Yeah, yeah. You c- because
0: that's it's fun to make Jakai <laughs> try and say that <laughs> like ah. <at laughs> l- uh, it just yeah, gets funny. Yeah,
1: she's 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 very rude. Um,
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, Before I Fall, because you guys... Did you guys yep, see both see one? that
2: one? Yep.
0: Um, so, I did not see it, but I can say I wasn't that intrigued from the trailer. Uh, but do you guys want to talk a little bit about what it's about? And uh, then, then I'll guide you guys through this Atlas review. Well,
3: it basically, it's a uh, Groundhog Day type of movie, uh, although it's not funny at all. Um, it is meant to be, uh, sort of suspenseful. It's definitely a drama. Um, so, uh, it basically is, is, uh, this one woman, uh, teenager, played by Zoe Deutsch, is basically reliving this one day over and over. And no matter what she does, she, she keeps waking up and it's the same day. Um, and, um... So basically, she's trying to figure out how to change this, how to, to, and there's a couple of other little bits and pieces where, uh, there's a couple of little mysteries she has to solve also, uh, within, within this one day. Um, but she's trying to basically get, get past this day. And so she tries to, the mean route, she tries the nice route, she tries to save somebody. Um, and, and it all keeps coming back to, she wakes up and it's always the same day.
0: I feel like these types of movies are really difficult to do in a way that doesn't bore or annoy the audience. Like edge of tomorrow, I feel like did a really, really good job. And that was one of the aside, obviously from groundhog day, but one of the first movies I saw that kind of had that, that approach to it. And I thought I was going to hate it. And then I ended up thinking that that movie was awesome. I love that movie. movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how they did that. Um, would you say that this one did a good job of no,
3: that? No, and I think it's because um, it you spend an awful lot of time of being a teenager and being in the
2: teenage <laughs> world, and it gets old really, really quick. Not, um, not just and- that. It's this pretentious teenage world where they're all spoiled rich kids that you hate.
3: Yeah, that's the point I was going to make, is you don't really like anybody, including the lead character. I mean, she's part of this Mean Girls group, and she's just nasty to some people. And so you instantly, I don't know why they thought, well, we're going to like her just because it's Zoe, you know, the actress. Because, you know, she's usually the good girl in the films. But this girl... I mean, yeah, she redeems herself in the film, but initially start out, you don't like her at all.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So it sounds like you guys, maybe you weren't bored. I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like you guys liked it, but on a scale of uh, uh, one to five, how bored were you?
3: Um, I would say probably uh, 3.5. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I see what you did there,
2: Mike. See what you did there.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: (laughs) I I would go a little Uh, bit uh, lower and give it a three. Give it a three.
0: Okay. I'm gonna bet that your eye rolling scores are gonna be higher, though. Yes. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. I'd give it a four for eye rolling.
3: (laughs) Yeah, eye rolling is four. Yeah, it's just it. And and and, and well, like I said, one of the problems is you're reliving this one day over and over, and basically you're you she's still doing the same things over and over, which is I'm going to change it up. At least it in in the Groundhog okay. Day movie, Bill Murray tried to change things up all the time, and so
1: well the thing with like he l- trying he to learn how to play piano, yeah. <laughs> just say.
2: <Yeah>. It. <laughs> well, it's like the thing with trying to do a Groundhog Day movie is that like there's really only one way you can do it, and Groundhog's Day did it perfectly, and so this. It's just like, eh, we've all seen it before. We all know the steps it's going to take, the beats, and how it's going to end up. So it's just, yeah.
0: So were there any performances that were particularly good or or epically bad?
3: I can, you know, it's just a blah movie for me. <laughs> it just kind of sits there, and there really wasn't anything that was, any performances that were horrible. I, I, I didn't see any overacting or anything, but it's just... It's. there weren't also weren't asked asked to to do a lot. Um, yeah. The script's pretty yeah. pretty bland, so
2: it's a pretty bland film. I mean, I would say not, she was probably the best. She was fine out of everybody in the in the film. Well, but she I certainly mean, has.
3: To, yeah, she certainly has the most screen time. I mean, she's literally on yeah. screen the whole time. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That sounds yeah. convincing. Yeah. Um So, uh no Georgia recognition factor here. Yeah. So, overall, uh A to Atlas, what would you what would you guys give this one?
1: I'd give it an ATL. Wow, well, a 3? You're very generous. Yeah, I'd I,
0: Yeah, I was expecting I would lower give than it that. A,
3: an AT that yeah, That's it. about
1: all I would give it. And I'm being generous. From a, from a interested in seeing this movie perspective, I'd give it an A just just based on this conversation and everything leading I'd, up to this. I'd give a it zero. a zero. You can't give an Atlas. <laughs> I score would just a zero. say nothing. It would just, it
0: just be. It would just be. Just it'd be silent. silent. <laughs> she
1: just she'd just give you a quick look and you'd know. You'd know.
0: Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of Georgia recognition factors, let's uh, let's go into our next one, Table Nineteen. Uh, did you see yep, that last night, too, yep, Matt? I was there. Cool, cool. So let's uh, let's go into that. Um, do you guys want to give a brief overview of of what all it's about? And that one was, was filmed here, which so we didn't rec-
2: realize we- until the very end when, like, all the Georgia logos popped up in the credits.
0: <laughs> well, that's a bit of a spoiler alert for our Georgia Recognition Factor Georgia Recognition Factor is <laughs> a big
1: fat zero. Thank you very much, Matt. Little but little um, um,
0: But, yeah, it looks good. It's got a great cast. So, uh, tell us a little bit about what it's yeah, well, about. It's,
2: it's got Anna Kendrick in it. And, basically, she was the maid of honor for her um, her friend's wedding. But she was dating the best man. And they broke up. And so she's no longer the maid of honor and she gets put at table 19 which is kind of like the rejects table at the wedding.
1: As and they put so, it
2: in the
3: as they put it in the film it's the table where they invited you but they hope you don't you have enough sense not to show up.
2: Yeah, so there's a bunch of just gotcha. random guests that are put together at this table. So there's like a an ex-convict, there's this weird little kid kind of (laughs) guy um the uh (laughs) the bride's old old nanny is there and then there's this couple who basically hate each other and so it's all these weird and random strangers who are put together at this table and it's their experience throughout the wedding i'll leave it at that okay yeah, the the
3: the uh, screenplay was written by the Duplass brothers, uh, Mark and Jay, and I really like the, all their stuff. They've they've done some excellent work. Um, so this this um, this film's a little smarter, and the uh, dialogue's a little crisper, and some of the scenes are not played as much for slapstick as you have in your ordinary wedding comedy, uh, where you've got a lot of guests. Um, this has got a lot more smarts to it. Um so
0: how does a film like this compare to like Bridesmaids?
2: It's I mean it kind of starts off in trying to have that same kind of humor, but then you know, like Mike said, <laughs> it's a lot smarter in that it goes to right. more of a drama, I would say. Yeah. Than a comedy.
3: And, and we get and a like, lot of we get a lot of depth on the characters. We get to really know the characters and why they're sitting at table nineteen and also why um, they react the way they do during this this whole wedding reception.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, one to five, how bored were you guys?
3: Um, I would say at two, maybe
1: 1.5.
0: <laughs> Fair
3: yeah, enough. I would, <laughs> non-committal,
1: non-committal. I would put it at a two as well. Yeah.
0: Cool. How about eye-rolling? Were you guys annoyed at anything that you guys saw?
2: Um, I mean, at the, at the beginning, it, there's quite a lot of eye-rolling, because you feel like, okay, this is going to be the same wedding reception comedy we've seen time and time again. So there's a little bit of eye-rolling there. But then as it kind of gets more and more on, you become more and more interested in what's going on. So I would put yeah, it in there, two there's, yeah, there's as well. There, sorry. Uh, didn't mean
3: to roll over. you uh, uh, Steven Merchant's in it, and there's one scene that I just thought went a little too far over the top um, at the beginning of the film. But other than that, I'd, I was fine with it. Um, I'd probably give it uh, a two also.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool, cool. Um, so, I mean, like, I, like we said earlier, it is a really great cast, and Anna Kendrick is obviously our lead, but is there anyone that had a particularly awesome performance or, you know, was the worst performance of this group?
3: Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it, it, everybody in It's really good at what they do. Um, yeah. Lisa Kudrow and, uh, Craig Robinson are the merry couple that hate each other and they play off each other really, really well. um, and then, uh, anything that June Squibb does, I mean, she just does an amazing job. Um, she's the ex nanny, uh, that is there. Um, I, so I, I, there's not somebody that really stands out. I, I mean, Anna Kendrick is, because she's your lead, um, and because she's Anna Kendrick, um, a little bit, because I have a very soft spot in my heart for Anna Kendrick, um, but uh, there really isn't anybody that stands out because it's just a fine performance all around.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I would second that on June Squibb. I think she did a really great job.
0: Cool. Um, Georgia recognition factor didn't sound like there was a lot, but did you guys recognize any locations that they I they mean, used? they filmed
2: at Lake Lanier and, like, in Douglasville, from what I read. But you no, know, like, yeah, I didn't really recognize anything. Because, yeah, I mean, I, you're all... It, the entire, almost the entire film takes place indoors inside this one wedding wedding reception. So like, there's really not much to recognize.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a brief yeah, scene at the at the end of the movie that's outside that looks like it's in the uh, in a in somewhere in a city, but otherwise you're you're on a set or you're out at Lake Lanier, and even then I didn't recognize anything Lake Lanier wise. So. There's not a lot of Georgia recognition.
0: Yeah, that's uh, not an area that us city folks spend a whole lot of time <laughs> in.
2: No.
0: <laughs> we probably should have a nice little weekend getaway to the lake. But, um, all right, well, cool. Overall, Ada Atlas, what do you guys think?
2: I would give it a Atla. I liked it. Okay. I thought it was really good. Um, I'll give it i'll
3: give it an atl um I, I i thought the the writing was really good um i it my only thing the pacing was just a little bit off for me it, it felt a little longer than it actually was
0: right
2: which at 87 minutes isn't that long to begin with <laughs> yeah no
0: yeah that's a that's a pretty no, short yeah. movie <laughs> Well, I'm I'm saddened by the fact that I didn't get to see this with you guys, and I don't remember the last movie I got to see with you guys. Um, (laughs) My own fault (laughs) for my own schedule. No, No. it's uh, I think wait, it was John Wick. That was the last one. Um, Yeah. Well, that's still in the top five, so it's still somewhat relevant.
2: Uh, That one moved up. Uh, Are
0: you guys? Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, Are you guys doing Beauty and the Beast tomorrow? Okay, so you guys uh, have that mm-hmm. to talk about next week. I'm really excited for that. I have really high expectations. I'm actually going to pay to see that one um, when I get back in town because I am headed over over the pond tonight to Little London. <laughs> um, but I'm going to miss that, and I've missed Logan, so I'm going to have to see that when yeah, I get back to Yeah, we'll be too. paying to
2: see Logan because yep. we missed then, that uh, one as well.
3: And then also uh, um, uh, the King Kong movie.
0: Is that uh, this week, too? It, that's next comes out out next it. week. Well,
3: next <laughs> Friday. Think. A week from Friday.
0: Friday. That's one of the ones that uh, I feel like if you're going to see something in, like, 3D IMAX that's a movie you want to see in 3D IMAX, and I'm not the kind of person that wants to pay to see it in (laughs) 3D IMAX. Um, Because you you do get kind of uh, spoiled doing these screeners and you don't... when you actually go and pay to see something, you're like, oh my god, like these prices are insane. And Um, especially
2: like how much advertising and trailers and stuff is before the movie. It's like half an hour worth of stuff beforehand. Because with screenings, you know, there's two little quick trailers for the theaters and stuff and then boom they're to the movie
3: Now, by, by the way yeah. um, both Beauty and the Beast and Kong Skull Island were not originally shot in 3D so that can make a difference sometimes um, maybe not seeing it in 3D because of the fact they're doing it after the fact um, in fact the, right. I felt the Great Wall suffered we saw it in 3D but I felt the 3D actually suffered because the fact that I could tell it hadn't been shot in 3D
0: Hmm. Well, I don't think that would have helped
2: the movie anyways, <laughs> based on what, I, what
0: I've read and the numbers that I've seen but um um yeah well, I'm excited to hear what you guys think about that. Uh, I guess you you won't have King Kong until I get back, but uh but yeah I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about beauty and the beast and Logan and... I'll be missing you guys next week, but I'll be back with a interview with Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead and Nestor uh, Carbonell and Freddie Highmore from uh, Bates Motel, which is in its final season. And then I'm going to be talking with Scott Wilson as well, uh, who, of course, played Herschel in The Walking Dead, but I'm going to be talking to him solely about the OA, which mm. I became obsessed with a couple nice. of months ago. And they actually just renewed for season two on Netflix, nice. so it'll be back. I have... Absolutely no idea where they can take the story. Um, Still, haven't none of seen you guys yet, have seen no. it, have you? Netflix no. is
2: getting so much content now; it's hard to keep up. So
1: overwhelming. Yeah. I know, like, oh, how it many is. more award-winning shows do you need? Netflix, just pump the brakes.
2: <laughs> it's like they bunch. They announced a bunch Whoa. of new trailers this week, too. Yeah, if you haven't seen, yeah, it's crazy.
0: They did. They did. It's um. It, but it's kind of sad, though, in the sense that O.A. OA and uh, Since 8, both are fantastic series. And I feel like they don't get the amount of hype and attention they deserve because there is so much um, just bigger, you know, original mm-hmm. productions on Netflix, either with bigger names in it or bigger budgets behind it. Or, you know, um, of course, Stranger yeah. Things kind of came out of nowhere like that, too. It wasn't a, a big <laughs> deal before it was released. But yeah. Uh, both of those. Sense8 Since eight. Since eight comes back for Season 2 in May, and uh, I don't have a date yet on the OA. I'm going to ask Scott about it, but I'm assuming he's not going to be able to tell me. I need to still
2: finish uh, Sense8. I think I got, like, four episodes in, maybe, and then just it kind of just fell off for me. Like, I wasn't really into it at the beginning, so...
0: It's, uh, it's a slow burn in the beginning, and I, I was more into it towards the end, and I haven't watched the holiday special, which is like the, the two-hour thing that they did in December, which apparently is supposed to be uh, episode mm-hmm. one of season two, so when it comes back in May, it'll technically be episode two of season two, uh, but it's definitely worth finishing. It's a, just another one of those kind of high-concept shows, uh, not, not as cool as the OA for me, but it's uh, still still really worth checking out and a really cool concept. Gotcha, so. gotcha. I haven't, but well, anyway. I haven't seen the other one,
2: so got a lot of catching up to do, Mike.
0: <laughs> but, come on. I'm watching a movie, so <laughs> fair enough. You've got to you've gotta up your movie count from, from <laughs> last year. Um And speaking of that, you're headed out to South by here pretty soon. And you're going to see, I would assume, like three to four films a day. That's right. right? Because
3: my priority is seeing films and not going to the parties. And Emma knows (laughs) this. (laughs) Networking.
0: Networking is important, Mike. Networking is important. I got two sponsors out of South by last year. And, like, really awesome Mr. Robot swag. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) just saying. I got and I got some great interviews too. Although most everything I did was uh, television related, I didn't actually do any. Yeah, um, I
3: have to. I have to decide by um, seven o'clock, our time, if whether I want to do the red carpets or not. Um, The biggest problem is I don't know who's going to be at the red carpets. They didn't give us that information, so I'm trying to decide whether I want to do that um, or just see films.
0: The red carpet, um, it's it's funny because with this being in Austin and, you know, I've done ATX Festival several times with Mike and it's in June and it's like 105 degrees on any red carpet that they do with that event. It's not too bad for uh, for March in Austin. It's pretty, yeah, pretty it's pleasant. Yeah,
3: it's just for anybody that uh, has seen a red carpet, your interaction with the star is literally, if you can get three questions answered, that's a big, yeah. That's amazing. that's amazing. You've gotten a lot of time, <laughs> and so oftentimes the red carpets are just not worth my time of having to. Cause yeah, I got You have to go there an hour early and then stand around, and then you may have a star actually snub you, um, which I had a couple of times. So, because I don't have a, I don't have a camera <laughs> on me. I'm not shooting for television. I'm, I'm interviewing for the web, and so very often the publicist will shoot them. Right by me. Um, so I'll, I probably won't be doing red carpet, but uh, I've got a few hours to decide. <laughs>
0: That was a thing last year, too, uh, with it being my first South by. I just signed up for everything, and I assumed that they would let me know in advance what I got, and then I could kind of, you know, sculpt my schedule according to that. I didn't find out that I had red carpets until like three hours before, and I did have to be there an hour early, so really two hours of notice is kind of, I don't know, it was uh, not something that I was, I was able to do at that point, but... It's definitely a stressful thing. Well, I'm
3: I'm hoping to see Ghost in the Shell as one of the films. Um, That's that's one of my films that I'm trying to see. Um, And uh, um, at that event, they're giving away uh, Mondo posters, which if anybody knows about Mondo posters, um, they're amazing, always look amazing. Um, So I'm going to try to do that.
0: Cool, cool. You should
3: try to see yeah. uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, too. no, a Baby Driver is on my list to see, uh, definitely.
2: And Free Fire. Um,
3: yeah, the, the the cool thing about South by with for press is um, for everybody. If you go early in the morning, you can actually get a basically what a fast pass um, for films. And everybody that's a badge holder for the film uh, that has a film badge holder or has a platinum badge holder can get two films. Um, Because I'm press, I can get four films. So basically I'm guaranteeing that I'm going to get to see all four films I want to see that day. Um, (coughs) The nice thing is is that this year I'm staying down there the whole time instead of commuting back from San Antonio. So um, I'm going to be able to go to a bunch of the midnight screenings, and those are a lot of fun. Because they show some really strange stuff.
0: Well, you guys know the only experience I've had with midnight screenings, no. and it was indeed some mm. really strange stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> As we discussed uh, uh, from the Room Film Festival uh, last fall on this podcast, um, I've yeah, seen yeah, had, some, some movies yeah, I could have I had done seen without. that
3: film before, and I knew what it was. So I had a great joy in watching uh, Emma and Savannah basically cover their face for some. <laughs> Cover their eyes for some of that film, <laughs> and just watching their shocked <laughs> faces—it was hilarious.
0: That was that. I would say the majority <laughs> of that film, my my face. That was covered. the short <laughs> film that
1: you're talking about, Emma. The one, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah. that will be named. <laughs> the, I I found out that because I, I looked that up, of course. After what was it? What was it called? Sorry, I, I'm messing the oath up. What was the name of that crazy film? I I, uh, I don't Mike, even remember it. Do remember? I don't even remember now. Oh, well, as it happened, I ended up going on a uh, uh, this Adult Swim tour with Atlanta Movie Tours with the guy who wrote and directed that film, and I had a big long conversation with them about like, oh, hey, what kind of movies and stuff do you do? So, like, and he was like a really nice guy, you know. And then I, I was like, oh, this is the movie that ruined Emma, <laughs> and it was by that guy. That's fun. That's fun to know.
0: It's a pretty good yeah. description, yeah. actually. Um, ah. <laughs> uh, Well, I also want to go ahead, and since I won't be here next week, uh, give everyone a reminder that March 16th, of course, Project Cosplay at Joystick Game Bar at 9pm, it's going to be Power Rangers themed, and I'm told we're going to have some pretty awesome swag to give away for that one, so uh, definitely come out and see the spectacle. Um, I'm personally not a huge Power Rangers fan, so I'm going to be pretty clueless up there on the the judging panel. But uh but yeah, it should still be should still be a good good fun time. Unfortunately,
3: I I worked at a TV station where we had the Power Rangers, so, so I saw every episode about 400
2: times. Um, oh, so you're just a major fan then, aren't you?
3: I I, well, I and I have met the Pink Ranger also. So I got The that. original,
2: original The Pink original
3: Pink Ranger, Ranger yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, it's
0: is it Amy yes. Jo Johnson? Yep. Is that right? Yep. Every kid's yep.
1: first crush. She'll always. Yep. And see, that's what's funny is like <laughs> like the Power Rangers thing is officially making me old because now it's like it's like throwback to the to the people that remembered when and Power Rangers was was like too young for me when it came mm-hmm. out. You know, it was a thing, and I knew what, as an older guy looking at it. I'm like, you know, if I was in the sweet spot for this show, I bet I'd be obsessed with it. <laughs> but. It missed me, but it is weird now that, like, now, hey, you remember this? Nostalgia is starting to come up for the generation younger than me, which freaks me out a little bit. (laughs) It ages you, doesn't it? Yeah, my first crush was Madonna. I'm just saying. That's how old I am.
0: Mine was Harrison Ford.
1: Nice. You know, a quick side story. My ex-girlfriend, when she was a little girl, thought Harrison Ford were two different people that did movies together. Like Harris
2: and Harris and Ford,
1: Ford? yeah. Which I think is adorable. That That was probably her best trait. Yeah, but she thought it was two people, like a Laurel and Hardy, (laughs) for the longest time. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: (laughs) Ah, well, cool. Um, Do you guys have any anything else you want to tease for what's coming up, or we had everything? About it.
2: Expect a Logan review next week.
3: Yep. And Logan Beauty and, and, the and Beast. Beauty
0: and the Beast. But I don't think Beauty and the Beast comes yeah. out uh,
3: the next week. We're actually seeing it
2: early.
0: Uh, We're actually seeing it kind
2: of early. Well, we can yeah, review it still.
0: <laughs> Is the yeah, embargo it lifted will be
2: by that time. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, yeah, that's right. It comes out on the 17th. I forgot about that. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Emma Loggins, editor at fanbolt.com. Uh, my name
1: is come. That's the first time you've ever flubbed yours, Emma. I just want to bring attention. You didn't say editor-in-chief. I know. I just, I just oh, feels so <laughs> sweet. Now, watch out. Watch out. Well, how.
0: you know, editor, editor-in-chief, owner, <laughs> you know, whatever. All of the titles I All can right, call All right, you myself. watch how
1: smooth I do mine
2: now. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just saying, you could just make up titles <laughs> because it is.
0: I yeah. know. I should. <laughs> Girl Who Does
1: Everything at (laughs) FanBolt.com. That's a good title. My name is Ja'Kai Mickelson. uh, Also, the girl who does everything at FanBolt. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I also work for FanBolt. I don't. Um, I'm a little loopy. I'm on a lot of cold medicine. Uh, Yeah, I was supposed to say you actually are working for that cold right now, so... You have, yeah, a, you have an excuse. You uh, have an excuse. Yeah. No. Thank you, Bud. I'm I'm a freelance graphic designer and independent filmmaker and an all-around healthy guy, typically. Except for except for, for now. For now. <laughs> and I am Matt Rodriguez, owner and chief editor of
2: Shakefire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney of Last One to Leave
3: the Theater.com and ATLCW.
0: And uh, they'll talk to you next week and I'll talk to you (laughs) in two weeks.